Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. All right, let's go in the Wayback Machine and rewind this show to May. And the schedule okay. comes out. And Matt and I are basically looking at it going, ooh, L.A. in December, Miami yeah. in January. We're really excited about that. We still are, right? I mean, get to... In two of the next three weeks, warm weather, going out west, going out to L.A. Um, this week, the Bills have a big game against the Chargers, but it is a Saturday game. So, as we welcome you to always game day in Buffalo, there's a lot to get to early in the week, including an injury report and a normal, like I'd say, call it a media day down at One Bills Drive. And Matt, welcome in. And tradition every year, right around this time of year, Buffalo Bills PR makes a donation to a good cause in someone's name and um, I know they did something really special for you and your family this year. Yeah, they did. I'm going to try not to get emotional because it's hard not to. But this year, the Bills, as a little holiday present for the people who cover the team, made a donation to Feed More Western New York in honor of my father, who passed away in July. And when my father, when my father passed away, 
when we were writing the obituary, you know, you throw in the line there, like in lieu of flowers, donations can be made to when we thought about something that was really impactful for our family and a cause that we really cared about. And that was feed more as my mom, my sister and I had that conversation of what would we know he would be proud of to try and help people with. And that was helping people who might be struggling or people who might not know where their next meal's coming from to get a little bit of help, especially during a time like this, especially during the holidays. So for the bills to make that donation in honor of him is just remarkable. When I found out, I cried. I called my mom. She cried, not only because of all the people that it's going to help, and that's ultimately what's most important, but also because of what this organization meant to him. He was a lifelong Bills fan. He loved the team so much. So to see them honor him and try and help people in the community is just really, really special. And I'll also say the Sabres also made a donation prior to the season. I did not know about it prior to the season, but Feedmore actually sent our family a thank you note because there were so many people who donated and the Sabres were listed on there. And, and there were a lot of people who did too. And if you did, even if you didn't, you know, we've appreciated all of the support because it has been such an incredibly difficult year for our family. But when I found that out on Tuesday, I just... I just broke down. It's just so raw and so it's still so fresh and real. And I can't believe we're talking about him in the past tense. And it doesn't make sense that we're getting ready for a holiday without him. But to know that his legacy is helping others is the thing that I can really latch on to. So shout out to Bill's PR for just really something that means so much to our family. Yeah, good on them. And um, great on your family to be involved and care about a cause that helps out the community so much. And, you know, um, your dad's legacy will always live on. And yeah. I know he's going to be watching this game from <laughs> yeah. up high and looking down mm -hmm. at SoFi Stadium and hoping his Buffalo Bills get a very big win against the L.A. Chargers. They need it. But great job by Bills PR. Um, every year they make a donation and something um, it's really worthwhile, great cause. And uh, for them to do that for you and your family. Is really awesome. So congratulations yeah, uh, to 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 your family for being you know honored like that. I guess is if that's the right word to use. I don't know, but in the yeah. meantime, you know, it's a, it's a great thought. And uh, thanks to Bill's PR, really cool. I don't know if what I said made sense. Honestly, yeah. my mind is still a little bit jumbled. Yeah, it's super emotional and just super moving and powerful. And the one thing I'll say is, you know, regardless of what happens on the field, regardless of what happens on the ice, in the case of the Sabres, those organizations are filled with a lot of really good, caring people. And I think when you have people like that at every level of your organization, you'll ultimately end up having success. And I really do ultimately believe that. I think when you fill your organization, you fill your team with people who are not just talented, but also high character and compassionate and understand that relationships matter. I think that goes a long way. So just shout out to both of those, you know, gestures that were made by the Bills and Sabres and everybody who has supported us during this time. You got it right on. Well said the Bills were back on the practice field on Tuesday this week because they have a Saturday game. Yep, And there's an injury report that comes with Tuesday games when there's a Saturday game. Basically, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. When you play on Wednesday, the first injury report, when you play on Sunday, the first injury report comes out on Wednesday. Since mm -hmm. it's a Saturday, it's, it's backed up a day. So Tuesday, the first injury report. Now, it is an estimated injury report. It's an estimation based on if they had a full practice. They had a walkthrough. Yeah. That said, it's a very lengthy injury report. I also don't want anybody to get too 
freaked out about that because only one player on the entire injury report is actually out for an injury reason. That is Jordan Phillips. Von Miller missed practice due to a, a funeral and his family, so he's been excused and he's expected back in town Tuesday night into Wednesday. Jordan Phillips, however, the only one. We can get to the rest of them. But let's talk about his impact. Sean McDermott said he had wrist surgery right after the game on Sunday. Got hurt Sunday mm-hmm. late game, had wrist surgery. He's going to be out a little while. Week to week is what he termed him. But you get Daquan Jones' window opening. McDermott yeah. said Tuesday, Matt, he doesn't expect him to play, but what's the, the sum of all this for you? If you can't beat the Chargers and Patriots without Jordan Phillips, then you have a bigger issue at stake and you ultimately aren't as good as we thought you were. But I think they can beat them without Jordan Phillips. And if that also bridges the gap to Daquan Jones getting back, then I think they become that much more dynamic defensively. I think Jordan Phillips has played you know, well and made splash plays. And that's a position that's pretty bare now, but I think they will be able to figure it out with a lot of usage of, you know, Tim settle. And obviously we're going to see more Puna Ford now than we have in really the entire season. But Ed Oliver is your guy at defensive tackle. Who's going to eat. And I know they play different positions sometimes. And I know that they rotate all through that defensive line, but I think the big injury note from the entire day was that Daquan Jones window is opening up. And the second biggest part of it is that Micah Hyde and AJ Epinesa were listed as limited on Tuesday, which is a really good sign. And, you know, Sal, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't see this, but on the video portion of it, it looks like the heavens are opening up to Sal as the sun shines into his window. I'm trying. I have, a window near where I'm doing this. So if I put a, if I do this, I have like this book here I can put and I can kind of mitigate that a little bit because we're uh-huh. doing it at a different time than normal. So I apologize to everyone. I will try to keep it here so you can see my shiny bald head in the meantime. If you're listening, you have no idea what we're talking about. But there you go. There's a little bit better and I apologize for the uh, glare. So go ahead. Your Matt, arm's going to your arm's going to get tired if you have yeah, to I hold find that thing something. there. I, I, you know what? I can probably find something to put there. Let's talk about so bas- that, AJ so Epinesa bas- and Micah Hyde for sure. So basically, you know, Taylor Rapp did a commendable job replacing Micah Hyde, but I think to have the healthy rotation that they like to have completely on their defense, they usually don't rotate their safeties, obviously, right. but it just gives them more options. And even though Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are not the caliber of player that they once were, they are still a better team when they have Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer as a tandem out on the field. So to have Micah Hyde back, obviously that's a big one. And then as far as A.J. Epinesa is concerned, listen, you can make the argument that A.J. Epinesa is the third most important edge rusher on this team. For me, it's Leonard Floyd, Greg Rousseau, and then it gets down to A.J. Epinesa because Von Miller just has not contributed yet to the level that we have expected him to. So A.J. Epinesa is one of those guys that like, if you can get him back, especially if you can get him back for a potential run, if you're trying to go to a playoff, like, or if you're trying to make the playoffs, or if you're trying to get in the playoffs, or once you're ultimately in the playoffs, trying to you know win a Super Bowl, those are the kind of guys you need. And there is a step down from, to me, A.J. Epinesa to Shaq Lawson. They do things differently. Like Shaq Lawson would be their heavy personnel on a play where you're expecting a run. You put him in there because you know that he's a pretty – him and Greg Rousseau are pretty sure in the run game. But in a passing situation – Besides Floyd and Rousseau, I, I think my next man up would be AJ Epinesa. All right, I'm going to do something I've never done on the show. I'm going to move this camera. You're going to see a little bit more of my because you're going to. There you go. How's that? There oh, you it's so beautiful. You could do it that way. I yeah, my just do it that way. There, though, right? you yeah, there back. you go. So I'm giving you a little glimpse inside Studio Capaccio here, everybody. Right? Studio so Capaccio, yeah. Studio I like, Capac- is that the is the wall angled? Hold on. Is that like. Can I whack my thing there. I'm sorry. What did you I say? You the, like what? I, 
I think it says, is your wall angled? Is that like a triangular? Yes. Yes. Oh, I have a, very it's, nice. Well, Studio Capaccio is actually located on the third floor of Casa Capaccio. And the third oh, floor okay. is an attic, basically. So it's, you know, tilted. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So there we no, go. So I, get a little bit a little bit better shot for you there. But anyway, I don't, I don't think I got anything. Nice there. printer, though. Yeah, might be, might be time to might be time to upgrade the printer, like no, with like I one of those Bluetooth ones. A scanner, I do. It, okay. it is Bluetooth. It's all wireless. Oh, it okay, all right. It's fancy. It's all wireless, but it's got a, a scanner and everything. I don't know. I don't really you need printers these need. days. Are, print printers these days are wild, and you can get a printer cheap. You get a printer for like thirty. You get a printer for like thirty five, forty bucks these days. That'll do like anything for you. So. You're, you're, you're right about, you know, Hyde and Epinesa and what they mean. And I think it's really important to know that Micah Hyde's because of his long-term, you know, situation and for yeah. him to be a limited is really encouraging. But there's one more player that we heard about that mm, the Bills aren't going to get back. It looks like this year. You hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including Nexgard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order that's petmeds.com and promo code podcast presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Matt. So Sean McDermott talked about, he was asked about Matt Milano on Tuesday, and he said it just doesn't look like he's going to come back this year. And this isn't a total surprise, but there was some hope people were holding out. And he was asked about it. Partly because Matt was there on Sunday. He was at the game yeah. against the Cowboys. First I've seen him on the field. I think it's the first mm-hmm. he's been on the field. He was not walking with any aids, like as far as crutches or anything like that, no. boots. Um, but he's not going to be able to get back. It looks like you know the rehab and the recovery is just a little bit too long. And that's a shame. You'd love to see that happen. And obviously, he'd be a really big, impactful addition to the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. defense as they go on. Now, that said. Do, do we know that for sure, though? Because he kind of left some wiggle room there. Like for he left Sean some wiggle Sim- room for maybe in the postseason, but it, he said all of the information he's received now 
has indicated that it's most likely Milano will not be back at all this year. Yeah. But what like, room do you think he left? The fact that he said from the information that I have, if you knew he wasn't going to play, you would just say, listen, guys, he's not going to be able to play this year. Or you'd say, listen, guys, he's not going to be able to play this season. But I mean, he was asked multiple questions on it because I think it was fairly vague. Now, the fact that he's like, I'm not expecting Matt Milano to play, but let's just talk in like dream scenarios for the Bills. What if this team goes to an AFC championship? What if this team goes to a Super Bowl? I think the conversation changes because you know what I mean? Like right now, if in your head, you're like, yeah, he's not going to play this year. But when I was talking about that, I meant the regular season because I didn't know for sure what our outlook was. It's different than Micah Hyde because Micah Hyde, there really weren't these questions being asked about him because I think they were a little bit more firm on their initial prognosis of his injury. And then it just kind of came out of the blue that it was like, oh, Micah Hyde might come back. And then obviously he would have been available for the AFC championship. They lose the game before. so. Yeah, for me, it's just I, I'm not expecting Matt Milano to play, but I also think there was a little bit of a kind of escape there if they ultimately <laughs> yeah. end up having him come I back. I, I, I don't disagree. He probably did that. Here's my guess. I don't know this. This is my guess, just knowing the way they operate and how Sean talks. My guess is he's probably got information that, you know, Matt probably won't be available until late February, early March. So mm-hmm. instead of giving a timeline, he says, you know, the information I got, probably not going to be available to return. Available to return. But you're right. If you, by him saying that, maybe he's leaving the window open that maybe there's something quicker that happens if they go that deep into the playoffs, right? So yeah. he's at least leaving himself an out, but he's also telling you, don't expect it. It's most likely not going to happen. So I, mm-hmm. I don't disagree with the way you interpret that. I would say, though, I, I've been talking all week on WGR on the radio side about the job the, the assistant position coaches have done, the, the position coaches, the assistants. And mm-hmm. I would tell you that Bobby Babich at linebackers coach, and I've said this on the radio a lot this week, so I want to bring it here. I think he's just done a phenomenal job. Think about Terrell Bernard and the, the, the season he's having as the starting middle linebacker after losing Tremaine Edmonds. I would argue Terrell Bernard's been better in, this year than any one season Tremaine had. Maybe not last year. Tremaine was really good last year. But Terrell mm-hmm. Bernard is, is set in his first year starting as good as any season really Tremaine Edmonds has ever had. And – Matt, I can make an argument that Tyrell Dodson is maybe the most improved player on this roster from the time that he had to start playing until yeah. now, especially in pass coverage where he was really a liability and that hasn't been the case. And I just want to throw it out there that Bobby Babich has done a great job. You think about this guy, he coached safeties. I know it's crazy. They had two all pros, Hyde and mm-hmm. Poyer. That was it when he was coaching mm-hmm. them, like the only two that made it one year. They had a really good team. He goes to linebackers after his dad retires. And right away, Matt Milano becomes an all-pro his first year there. Tremaine Edmonds has his best season, and now look what he's doing. But I just think it speaks volumes to the job the assistants have done. Yeah, I think so too. I think that going into the season, probably linebackers was the biggest concern for a lot of people, because, and rightfully so. I mean, you were going from Tremaine Edmonds, a guy who was a pro bowler, a guy who got paid a ton of money having his best season to virtually unknown. I mean, we were talking in the summer about it potentially being like Balin Spector's job or AJ Klein's job. Right. And look at what has happened. Terrell Bernard stepped into that role once he got healthy. And for me now, linebacker is going to be a position of strength for the next several seasons as you have Matt Milano and Terrell Bernard playing next to each other. When they did for those first five weeks of the season, it was scary how good they looked as a unit. And then Tyrell Dodson's another one of those guys who Tyrell Dodson came in and he did not just like struggle. He was not very good. But 
as the season has gone on, he has went from not very good to, oh, wow, this guy can play. Like, I wonder if this guy ends up latching on somewhere or if he just stays around as like your next man up when ultimately they do get healthy. But yeah, I think both of them, Terrell Bernard has shattered expectations and Tyrell Dodson has been a very pleasant surprise. I would also tell you that a lot of this has happened since the addition of Rasul Douglas, right? I think Rasul yeah. Douglas has had a ripple effect for what he's been able to do on one side of the field and mm-hmm. really help take away an, um, some teams, you know, best options. Not that he travels all the time, but it just seems like he's right there helping out and doing a great job. And that's, I think, made everybody better. I think it's made the pass rush a little better. It's made the linebackers better. It's made Christian Benford better. I think Christian Benford's played the best football of his career right now as well. Yeah, I think so too. I actually shout out to Carl Jones from ROC in Rochester. We were chatting before the game a little bit, but he broke down a play on the Christian Benford interception and he showed the two different versions of the play and how in the first quarter or second quarter, I forgot what it was, they had CeeDee Lamb in the wide receiver like three position. Like he was basically lining up in the slot and he was the target on the play and he led to a big gain and a first down and Benford recognized that they tried to do that later in the game and basically broke off of his coverage and found a space and Dak threw the ball right to him for like the easiest interception ever. So Christian Benford, talented player, but also smart player who has been another one of those guys that it's like, you would have always wanted Kyir Elam to just be a knockout home run pick, right? Like that's a cost controlled contract. It is a big time asset that you used on him. But if Christian Bedford ultimately ends up becoming the legitimate cornerback two on this team, then I think that probably makes the whiff on Elam or what now seems like a whiff on Elam a lot easier of a pill to swallow. It makes you wonder also too, what is the future of Tredavious White? Because I do not know the answer to that. And that's obviously a conversation to be had more for the offseason. But Russell Douglas is under contract for next season. He might get an extension the way he has played because he has looked so good. And I don't know how you take Christian Benford off of the field. And are you really keeping Tredavious White around if he's going to have another 24 or excuse me, another 12 month rehab? like he did the last time he had the injury to come back and miss the first month or month and a half of the season. Actually, I, I don't know. I guess it all depends on Tredavious White because that guy looked so good to start the season. But when he came back from the injury last time around, it took him the rest of the year to once injury, again though. start. I know, but I'm just saying like talking about season ending injuries here. Like, yeah, but you're, yeah, but a knee and an ACL, an ACL and an Achilles are two totally different injuries. Yeah, but they're both like, well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is kind of throwing a wrench in all of this, but they're both usually right around a year. That's the that's the normal expectation. Yeah, look, I, I, I've i heard this question before, and I, I get why people ask it. I, I understand. I, I don't think there's much there. I don't think you're moving on from Tredavious White. I think he's still, guy's not even 30 years old yet. Russell Douglas is actually over the age of 30 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Tredavious White is 28 years old, and yeah. he works really hard. I think he's still going to be fine, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having high-level players that can be backups. You don't have to just move on from somebody because somebody else can be a, a quality mm-hmm. starter, right? I, I think wow. we jump to that where, too quickly. We jump, oh, move a position, move on from him. There's also a lot of financial considerations. You move on from Tredavious White, that contract, there's money you got to eat. So I, I think Tredavious White is here. I think he's probably the starter. You probably, I don't know what you do with Christian, but you figure it out. You just figure it out. You have good players and not everybody I mean, can a, play. I mean, his dead cap drops from $26 million this year to $10 million next year. It's still so, a lot of money, and I'd rather still, have him on the team than do that. I guess it depends what you think of 
everybody else. You're not obviously, you're not extending Russell Douglas then, right? I don't know. I, I, like I said, I, I just think we get in this space where you can only have one or the other, or you got, why? You, it's okay well, to have good be, players or backups. Because they don't have the luxury or the wiggle room to have a lot of these luxuries that we are used to them having. Like, you want to keep Leonard Floyd? You're going to have to let go of somebody. You want to keep Daquan Jones? Like, you want to sign him again? You're, you're going to have to do something. You want to bring Gabe, back Gabe Davis? Micah Hyde? Like, they have a lot of big decisions to make. So, I don't know. They're, they're, somebody is going – they're going to move on from somebody that will surprise <laughs> people. They're going to have Probably. to because they just physic they cannot keep at, with every restructure and void year and every little workaround that they could possibly do. It'll still not be enough. I agree, but I would use that same sentiment the other way and say they don't have a luxury of having a $10 million cap hit on Tredavious White that he's not here. Yeah, it's probably right. It's probably you know, right. I mean, that, that, so, so to me, I mean, all this stuff has to be figured out months down the road. I think mm-hmm. the bottom line is we both agree. They have some pretty good players in that secondary right now, right? And Rasul Douglas is a really, you know, big important part of that. But I'm glad you, you mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned this group because we should say that Kyrie Elam has like a week left before they have to make yeah. a decision on him, and yeah. Justin Shorter has two weeks left before they have to make a decision on him, or a little bit more than that, whatever it is. But it's coming up, and their window is still open for practicing. But if they don't come back, either one of them, they're done for the rest of the year. And I wonder what that looks like, Matt. I don't know. Are they going to activate Kyrie Elam at some point? Because you got to do it soon. If that's the case, I think I believe I'm right on my math here to have until the middle of next week after Christmas to make Mm -hmm. that decision on Kyrie Elam or else he's done for the rest of the year. Is there an easy corresponding move that you could make to get him back onto the roster? Because I can't immediately. I think there might be one and that might be Jordan Phillips on IR. Okay, yeah, that's probably right. That's probably right. If the Jordan Phillips one turns into something that, yeah, that probably makes sense. Because the last time we had this conversation, we were like, well, what could you do? Well, you could try and get Ty Johnson to your practice squad. Or I, I don't know if Ty Johnson's making – he's been effective. Yeah. I know you have said you still think that he could probably get to the practice squad, but I don't know if I'm willing to risk that. I think Ty Johnson has become like legitimately their second-best running back option and should out-snap and outplay Latavius Murray. Especially because you look around, look what happened with um, Mitchell, the running back for Baltimore. Maybe Baltimore's mm-hmm. looking for somebody, right? You yeah. release a guy like Johnson, maybe that's the case. But then what happens with Leonard Fournette? We get this question every week. I'll, I get it every week. Yeah. I'll ask you, what do you think happens with Leonard Fournette? Does he get a shot? When does that happen if it does happen? I think that he should get a shot. And I think that it should be in place of Latavius Murray. I think that Latavius Murray started the year and impressed, but his since kind of, I don't even want to say kind of, has cooled off. He really hasn't been a huge difference maker in this team. They trust him in pass protection, which is important, obviously, but I think Leonard Fournette brings you a little bit more. And if you're looking for somebody who can be like your short yardage, almost Damian Harris type replacement, I think the idea of three guys as, you know, Fournette and then Johnson and then Cook, I mean, you can just, call up for net anyway. Like you don't have to get rid of Latavius Murray and just have four guys active. So I think that he'll play at some capacity. Maybe it happens even this week. I don't know. I don't think though, that would be something that they try and roll out into, you know, the last, like a must win game, right? Well, they're all must win at this point, but I would think that it's something that you want to try and figure out now as opposed to later. And, and you also have the option, by the way, they've done this before. You could elevate him, and then he actually is inactive, but he would still get a game check. That's a reward for him. 
He doesn't have to play oh, okay. the game. You can yeah. elevate him and then just make him inactive. He gets a game check, uh, an actual you know game check for being on the active roster instead of the practice squad. And that would be like a reward for, hey, we know you've been trying here. We just don't have a spot, but we're going to we're gonna elevate you. We're going to pay you. You're just going to stay inactive for the game. It would take care of one of the elevations. You get three of them. But look, after this week and starting this week, there's only three left. So really the rest of the year, they could elevate them every week and including playoffs. An important note for everybody, operation purposes. Once you get to the playoffs, Matt, you could still only mm-hmm. elevate two players, but there's no mm-hmm. more unlimited elevate. And there's now there's unlinear elevations. So like yeah, Josh they, Norman suddenly becomes like he has elevations left for the rest of the year once the playoffs come. Or Andy Isabella, it doesn't matter how many times you elevated somebody. Mm-hmm. You could do Leonard Fournette now for the rest of the season all through the Super Bowl if they were to make it because he's got three left and then unlimited in the playoffs. Weren't they doing that last year with Cole Beasley and John Brown? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think I was they had say, like four weeks left. They had to play with one of them. One they had to like one of them could play and one of them couldn't, and they kind of yeah. alternated back and forth, and then they were both yeah in the playoffs. So yeah, I think that Fournette's eventually going to get on the field. I think it could even happen this week. I think that the way your running game looked against the Cowboys on Sunday, the Chargers they have to do a better job against the run than the Cowboys did because they didn't stop the run at all. But I would think the Bills are trying to, you know, once again, kind of establish the line of scrimmage and play a controlled, smart game against opponent that they are, you know, very heavily favored against an opponent that just got punched in the mouth pretty bad. But that being said, you expect that they play with a lot of extra juice and motivation given the coaching change, yeah. the general manager change, what they just gave up against the Raiders. Like they'll play better than that. I agree with that. The Bills should beat Easton Stick. Assuming he's the quarterback. I mean, they did sign Will Greer, but the Bills should beat Easton Stick. And if they don't beat Easton Stick, I'll say what you said before. If they don't can't win without, you know, having Jordan Phillips on the field. I mean, if you don't mm-hmm. beat Easton Stick, you know, you're not playing playoff quality football anyway. And they, they put themselves um, in a position where they don't have any wiggle room and have to win games like this. Yeah, they also, for what it's worth, like offensively, listen to these last four games that they've played. Uh, they scored 10 points against the Chargers. Ravens, yeah. The Chargers. 10 points against the Ravens. Six points against the Patriots. Seven points against the Chargers. And 21 no. points against the Raiders. Who was the set? You said char- against the Chargers. Oh, uh, sorry. They scored 10 against the Ravens, six against the Patriots, seven against the Broncos. My bad. And they scored 21 against the Raiders. They lost that game 21 to 63. And we saw what the Bills did to the Raiders when they played them earlier in the season. And most of that was garbage time anyway, when they were already like, yeah, we don't care. It makes you wonder. It's a little bit too early in the week. And because we're recording this pretty early in the day and they're still out on the West Coast. Have we heard anything about Keenan Allen as of late? No. Or Joey Bosa, who's eligible to qualify IR this week. Keenan Allen not practicing today. That's as of 11 minutes ago. Thank you. Well, that's that's good. Right there. Breaking news here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast. All Uh right. You mentioned it. uh, The rest of the league. Let's take a look around the NFL schedule and what we have to watch out for and what Bills fans need to root for this weekend. So I'm a father of one. I got to find a babysitter. I found Care.com and I was blown away. Through the platform, I was able to find local and experienced candidates along with their reviews and rates, which were way more affordable than I anticipated. Care.com really put me at ease knowing that they were all required to go through a background check. If you're like me and you need to find someone reliable for your child care necessities, check out Care.com. Find the ideal sitters for your child care needs. 
Hey, it's Sal Capaccio from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day. Your weekly source for all things Buffalo Bills. Right on time, your time. In the car, navigate the streets with NFL wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean, conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow It's Always Game Day in Buffalo in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast sal capaccio matt bove it's always game day in buffalo mike robbie producing we appreciate that happy holidays to everyone it is the holiday weekend it's christmas and the bills i'm glad matt they don't play on christmas eve like everybody else seems to except for like four other teams um, they're not playing at Christmas day. Like some games are. Yeah. So the LA trip happens bills. I'll be on the charter flying back. I'll get here very early Christmas Eve morning uh-huh. and then basically have all day to kick my feet up, watch some football, not worry about it. Or as opposed to, if this was a Christmas Eve game, not getting back till Christmas morning, which would really stink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not the case at all here. Really quick. Dean Leonard, their corner also not practicing. So I saw that also when I was just okay. kind of looking through their reports of who's practicing, who's not. So Dean Leonard, cornerback, and Keenan Allen, wide receiver, obviously. Keenan Allen's the big one. Already without Mike Williams, he's on IR. And then Quentin Johnson, their first-round pick from this year, has you know, really underwhelmed. I say that, and, knock on wood, because he could you know have one of those games sure. where it's like, why'd you say that, Matt? But sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. I just saw that as I was kind of looking through their injury reports and their beat reporters and stuff. Okay, well, let's um, take a look at this week's schedule figure this out here and bring this up so I don't get it wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Thursday night game doesn't matter for the Bills. Saints and Rams, nope. but it does matter big time in the NFC. Bull tied at 7-7. Seven seven. Yep. Bengals at Steelers play right before the Bills and the Chargers. And that's a monstrous game in the AFC for both those teams, and it really impacts the Bills. Bills fans, I know this sounds gross. you got to root for the Steelers on Saturday yep. night. you got to root for the Steelers yep. on Saturday evening. But I would tell you, even though I think the Bengals are a better team, even with Jake Browning, they're without Jamar Chase, and the Steelers' backs are against the wall at home with a Mike Tomlin coach defense. I think the Steelers have a shot here, really do. See, I don't. I think they're terrible. Wow. Yeah, they're not I good. They're- I don't disagree with you, but I don't think the Bengals are world beaters either, and they're without Jamar Chase. I think the Bengals, even without Jamar Chase, are still significantly better than the Steelers. Even I mean, with Jake they Browning were- at quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, T. Higgins looked really, really good in those final minutes of the game against the Vikings. And the Vikings had a stingy defense, and they were still able to move the ball on them late. So I just think that the weapons that they have offensively, even without Jamar Chase, you know, they use all of those tight ends. Joe Mixon is having another nice season. T. Higgins is good. They still have Tyler Boyd. I mean, they have, without Jamar Chase, still a solid one-two punch at wide receiver that's probably better than some other teams with T. Higgins and with Tyler Boyd. So, yeah, I, I just still think... The steel is like in Mason Rudolph. Like, what, you what are you gonna point spread? You know the point spread in that game? I don't know the point spread in that game. Is it in Pittsburgh or is it in? Yes, it's in Pittsburgh. Cincy. My guess is the Bengals are a two and a half point favorite. Very close. Very good. Two to two and a half. Um, one and a half in a couple of books. But I think it just goes to show you it's a it's a closer game. Mm-hmm. Than what you might think. Like I agree with you. The Bengals are better. I'm just saying. I think this is a situation where I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers rise up and they play a little bit, a little bit better, or at least the Bengals maybe have a little bit of a letdown after last week's game, and then without Jamar Chase. But ask me all of, of the ask me all the betting okay. lines because I have no idea. I haven't looked at okay. any of it yet. So this will yep. be a fun game of like the games that matter for the Bills. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think the line is. Okay, we'll Colts or Falcons? Falcons are making a um, a quarterback change. By the way, did you see the news on the Colts? Isaiah McKenzie suspended along with another player for conduct detrimental what? to the team. Yes. Shut up! No way! Yeah. Really? Oh, I didn't see that. Isaiah McKenzie and another player whose name escapes me. Um, it's out there. You can find it. Suspended by the team for conduct detrimental to the team. What the heck? So Tony Brown and wide receiver, three games. Three games. Conduct rest of the rest of the regular the season. <clears throat> both teams here fighting the Falcons. Both of them actually fighting for their division, fighting for their playoff lives. Everything. It's all alive for them. Colts at Falcons. Taylor Heineke going to start for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they had a big letdown last week as they mm-hmm. lost to the Carolina Panthers. The Colts. They keep doing it, man. They keep winning. They keep finding ways to win these games. And now they go to Atlanta. What do you think the line is in this game? I would say Colts three and a half. The line in this game is Falcons minus one. I think the Falcons are going to win this game. Okay. I was going to say, I I think Taylor Heineke is a massive, massive step up for Desmond. Because Taylor Heineke plays like he doesn't give a shit, right? He's going to throw it all over the place. So he's going to be like, all right, I'm going to take these shots. And I think that that's what they need. So I I, I like the Falcons there. I like you're bringing a little bit edge and cursing a little bit on the radio here. And uh, yeah, not, safe, and not, not safe for work here. <laughs> I got you. Um, then we got, I'm going to skip over the ones that don't matter. Browns, Texans, Browns are in the driver's seat here in the wild card race, nine and five. They go to the Texans. We'll see about CJ Stroud's availability. I don't know if I've seen anything yet about, you know, what they expect from him this week. Uh, Texans, man, the Titans let him off the hook and Case Keenum brings him back. But then again, the bears let the Browns off the hook. The bears had the Browns. The Titans at the Texans, they both wind up winning. Now they play each other. Browns at Texans. I would say if you're a Bills fan, you root for the Browns in this one. They're going to probably get that last wild, their first wild card. Give it to them. There's still mm-hmm. two spots left. Knock the Texans out as much as you can. It's not the worst thing if the Texans beat the Browns and the Bills win and everybody's tied here at 9-6. and six. But mm-hmm. I think maybe if you can just jump the Texans and then worry about the Browns later, that might be beneficial. Utah. I'm going to... Shout out to Matt Perino here because he has he said, what's a perfect week look like? And a lot of people commented specifically on this game. And he said that Joe Biscali and Leighton Getzenberg explained to him that the Browns still play the Colts and yes. the Bengals. And the three of them would essentially eliminate each other 
if the Browns lose to Houston, but I tend to agree with you from a logic standpoint of almost conceding the one spot because I think the Colts are a bigger threat. And also I think that gives you a little bit more wiggle room. Like that makes sense if the bills win out, but I think for the bills, the hope is that you don't have to win out. You could go to 10 and seven and still get in. Unfortunately, their tiebreaker situation is horrendous. So now it's starting to look more and more, even though mathematically it's about a 50, 50 shot that they get in if they're 10 and seven. But I think that, you know, you might really have to beat Miami. It really might come down to the last game of the year. What do you think the line is in this game? Uh, It's where is it in Houston? Oh, that's a tough one because it's all depends on CJ Stroud. If CJ Stroud, um, let's let's assume he's playing. He he missed one week with a concussion. I would say if CJ Stroud's playing, they're probably like two and a half point favorites. They are. That's exactly right. You're cheating, aren't you? You're looking. At I, sw- I, I swear. No, they are. I'm- I actually was surprised. I thought the Browns still might be favored because of the defense, because they're still a little bit banged up. You know, CJ Stroud. But it looks like to me the line screams that they're ex- the line is expecting Vegas is expecting CJ Stroud to play right when it's minus 2 and a half yeah. i think that's the case yeah i think so i also did see early in the week i believe it was on monday that he had not cleared concussion protocol but realistically he probably doesn't have to until what friday to play friday for um saturday at four. no 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 you he game time he just the inactive list you can be okay. you can clear concussion protocol 90 minutes before the game be activated. Okay. Yeah, so that that's a different deal than a roster transaction. A roster mm-hmm. transaction has to be made for a Sunday game by Saturday at 4 p.m. Yeah. You could he's on the roster as long as he's cleared on Sunday morning, he can play and just be on the active list. So that's how that would work. Okay. Um okay, Jags at Buccaneers no brainer here. Yeah. You want the Buccaneers to win, right? But let me just throw a little fly in the ointment for you, okay, Matthew? Okay. Okay. The Jaguars beat the Bills head to head. Yeah. So you don't want to be tied with them for a wild card spot. It's probably sure. preferable that you want them to win their division. So then you could be tied with Indy and Houston instead, and then see where it goes because their conference records aren't that great. And you know, you take your chances. You got to beat out Jacksonville. So maybe it's even better if Jacksonville beats Tampa to take the division. However, that said, I'll still say it's an AFC against NFC game. Let the NFC team win because it still gives you more options at the end of the day. Yeah, the it's tricky because the Jags schedule is a cupcake for the rest of the year. They play the Titans, the Panthers, and the tight or excuse me, the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Titans. Agreed. So I would imagine that they probably run the table. And when you look at like Indianapolis, for example, they still have to play Houston. So those teams will conceivably somebody will prop themselves up and somebody will take themselves out of it. I think you still, like you said, root for the NFC team every single time and just hope that the Bills run the table here. That's what you should. everybody should hope anyway. Okay. And my guess for that game. That, are, are you that confident the Jags are going to beat the Bucks? I'm not. I don't think so. I, Trevor Lawrence is in concussion protocol, first of all. Yeah, well, what I was going to say is my guess for that game, for the line, because yes. I didn't know if you were going to ask me. I will, was. I was. My guess is it's in Tampa, right? Yes. Jags minus one and a half. And that's assuming Trevor Lawrence is going to play. That is too heavy on the Jags anywhere you look, but generally it's about a pick. You you actually okay. have books that have either team favored by a half point to a point. Okay. So it's about a pick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me just throw this in there though about the Bucs. First of all, Trevor Lawrence and concussion protocol. The Jags defense has given up 88 points over the last three games. Mm-hmm. The Buccaneers, they're hot. 
They've won yeah. three in a row. They've and and in those last three games, they've scored 21, 29, 34. They beat uh, the Packers. They haven't played world beaters. Panthers, Falcons, pa- um, Panthers, Panthers, mm-hmm. Falcons, Packers. But Baker Mayfield is on fire right now. I think the Buccaneers win this game. Okay. Well, I mean, once again, I think that does ultimately benefit the Bills. I think if you're a Bills fan, you're just hoping that all of these teams lose and you hope yep. that the Colts lose. You hope that the Texans lose. Well, we just kind of talked about that whole debacle, but if they all lose, that's a good thing for the Bills. What do you think the line is for Cowboys at Dolphins? Ooh, this is a tricky one. I would say Cowboys at Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by three and a half. It is Miami minus one and a half. Okay. I think Miami's going to kill the Cowboys. Wow. I do not. You are Mr. You are, you are ride or die with the Dolphins this year. I know I am. You know how yeah. I guarantee, you know, how I could guarantee if, if everybody wants to Venmo me like five bucks, I guarantee the Dolphins lose if I bet them to win. Guarantee it. Okay. So if you want me to kind of control my destiny here, just send me money and I'll bet it on the Dolphins to win and then they'll lose. And then that obviously helps the Bills. Okay. So here's why I don't, I'm not as confident. I, I think Miami can definitely beat Dallas. I mean, this is a week-to-week league, right, Matt? We know that. Sure. I mean, Dallas, Dallas, the Bills lose to the Eagles. Dallas crushes the Eagles, pretty much, uh-huh. a couple scores. And then the Bills crush Dallas. But there's a lot of things that go into this. Dallas had played three straight home games. Then they go on the road to a, a colder climate, even though it was not that bad. Yeah, Matt, they got embarrassed in Buffalo. They got embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They now still control their own destiny as far as the division because Philly lost. And they're going to Miami hot, ma- mad about it. They got embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They'll have a better week of practice. And the biggest thing for me, though, is just a bad matchup for Dallas against the Bills. The Bills can run the ball physically. We've seen that. Miami's mm-hmm. a good run team, but it's finesse. It's not physical. Yeah. They're going to throw the ball. Dallas is fast. They play dime defense. I think Dallas matches up really well with Miami. Well, I think Dallas matches up better against Miami than they did against Buffalo. Yes. But they also lost by 21 points, and it should have been 27 points to, or 28 points to Buffalo. So it's not like... They also that- beat the Eagles who beat the Dolphins. Sure, and they beat the Bills. I think the Eagles also aren't that good, and I think that that's a bad loss. I think you go back and you look at the losses that the Bills have had this season and the ones that are going to make you pull your hair out, depending on what happens. The Broncos is number one, number two, and number three. But after that, it's probably the Patriots. Like they had the they had a lead against the Eagles late in the game and again in overtime and blew it twice. So no, I, I just I think they, they gave they were. Awesome against the Eagles in the first half with 10 penalties. They had a couple missed kicks. They had a 59 yarder and a monsoon that was made against it. Just like everything went wrong that could have. I don't think the Eagles are very good. So I don't think the Cowboys beating the Eagles handedly is really that impressive. You know, I just, I'm, I'm realizing here that, and there's no one right way. You could be right. I could be right. We could be both be wrong, whatever. But talking about the Eagle, I'm talking, talking about the Steelers Bengals game, then talking about this game. You just care who you think is better. I don't. I think teams are better but lose sometimes because of situations and circumstances. I think the Dallas Cowboys in this situation and circumstance are going to play a lot better of a football game. Sure, but they've already clinched a playoff spot. So for them, I think the motivation is all— They're tied for a division. They they could lose the division still. 
Yeah, but Miami could lose the division still. Correct. They're playing for just Correct. as much, and they haven't and they haven't clinched a playoff spot yet. And they've also beaten one team with a winning record, even though Dallas has really hasn't done anything like that either. Dallas well, no, at the time, the, at the time, close. they did not beat a team with a winning record. The Broncos right. were sub five hundred, so the only team with a above five hundred record that they have actually beaten is the Broncos. And when they played the Broncos, they scored seventy on them. How about this? The only team that either of these teams has beaten with a current winning record is Dallas over Philly. That's it. All of the wins that Miami and Dallas have, look it up. If you take mm-hmm. every single win they have, they have 20 wins between them. 20. Yeah. One. One. The team has a current winning record, the Eagles. Their schedule is such a cupcake. It's crazy how different the schedules are. It'll be interesting. All right. Um, do the Patriots have any chance at the Broncos? Um, I don't think this the Broncos is Christmas are very... Eve at eight fifteen. By the way, I don't think the San, Broncos Santa, are very... Santa still is going to have. I'll probably be visiting Western New York by then, and then have to head to Denver after this. I don't think the Broncos are very good, no. but I don't think the Patriots are very good either. The Patriots' defense could give them some problems, but I don't think they will. I think the Broncos win the game. My guess is the Broncos are like five and a half point favorites six and a half good call um i do think the patriots have a chance but they have to have a lot of things go right because they can play good defense they just struggle so mightily on offense i don't know even with playing good defense if they can score enough um Mm -hmm. so i'll take the broncos the patriots can hang just like they did with the chiefs for a while they probably won't be able to beat them and speaking of the chiefs they are at home to the raiders can't expect the Raiders to beat them, but the Raiders scored 63 last week against the bad Chargers team, and they do usually give the Chiefs a bit of a game. Yeah, and the Chiefs are also just not as dominant as they once were. It feels like they just keep making mistake over mistake. You know, it's weird. I haven't seen any pushback for the pass that hit Kadarius Tony's hands, and that was an interception. I, I think maybe the refs should have told them before the play oh. that that can't happen. So, oh, yeah, I no, love it. I, I, you, you, the worst, The worst part about all of this is the Chiefs are going to stumble their way into the one seat again. And they're going to get a bye, and every playoff game maybe. is going to be at Arrowhead. Maybe telling, that, that, that would mean that maybe Baltimore loses at San Fran. You think that's the case? Which I do. I think San Francisco is the best team in the league right now. Okay, I want to look ahead real quick, because you're this, this you're a big Miami Dolphins fan, and you get the pom-poms yeah. out. I kid, of course, <laughs> yeah. but, but I kid. But next week, it's Baltimore-Miami. Mm-hmm. What are you liking that one right now? Baltimore. Baltimore for sure, because I think that the Dolphins are going to split their next two games, but I think they beat the Cowboys and then lose to the Ravens. And that would still that put the game, in play for the Bills if the Bills win two ex- games. Ex- exactly, because I also think for the Ravens, they're still then trying to fight for the one seed, for the as would Miami at that case. You know, if Miami wins this game, they will still absolutely be in it for the one overall seed in the AFC. But I just think that that defense for Baltimore is really, really good. I just want to see one thing here. Let me look at the standings. By the way, right now, in case anybody's wondering, the Bills still on the outside looking in, obviously. They're They're in the ninth ninth seed, but yeah, they're tied with six, seven, and eight, uh, but Uh their conference record, obviously. Um, If if Miami loses this week and the Bills win, hold on, the Bills would get to nine wins. Miami would still have ten. Okay, then the Bills still have to win. Miami, yeah, okay. I was just wondering. Miami can clinch the division before they play the Bills, even in that scenario. Yeah. But the Bills yeah, can't. If they win. They can't clinch yeah. the division at all until they play Miami. If that was the case. No, the no, the Dolphins can clinch right with two wins or with yeah. a win and a Bills loss. Correct. 
Correct. Your magic number is two, right? It's got to be. No, it's got three. Their magic number is three, I believe. Magic number. Magic number is, by the way, the combination of how many wins you get or how many losses the Bills get. You total that up. I think their magic number is three. They got to have a combination of three, either their wins or Bills losses. Yeah, essentially. I think that if I were a betting person, which me guessing the lines here is probably indicative of me being a betting person, I, I do really think that the Week 18 game is going to come down to you know the division for the Bills and the Dolphins. And I also think that there's a realistic chance that it's a for the Bills, it's a win the division or do not make the playoffs at all. Okay, so real quick, and we'll wrap it up. You want to guess, first of all, what's the Chiefs-Raiders line? Chiefs-Raiders in Kansas City? Seven and a half. Ten. Wow. Okay. Pretty big. A little bit Ravens more. at 49ers Monday night, Christmas night. What do you think the, the line is there? What a great game that is. Um, My <laughs> guess is it's like 49ers two and a half. Ooh, it's up to five and a half, actually. Really? And yeah, you know what's crazy? That to me is begging people to take Baltimore, and I would still take San Francisco. Okay. I think San Francisco is really, really good. I mean, we have a whole week before we can, we actually can make this prediction again. But as you sit here right now, would you predict the Bills-Dolphins game is the Sunday night flex game at Week 18? Probably, but yeah, probably. I, I almost think it's kind of like the, what, Lions-Packers last year, right? Yes, but that was... The Lions could not do anything once Minnesota won earlier in the day. That's what I mean. They were knocked out. Yeah, they were knocked out. I don't think there would be a – well, it all depends on if the Bills win their next two games, right? That's See, that's risk. It's not risky because the game will still matter if Miami loses a game. But if Miami wins out and the Bills win out and for some reason they are in at 10 wins, that game could mean nothing. Right. And actually, you know what else could happen? There's a lot of scenarios this could happen in, or a few, I believe. Mm -hmm. They could play each other week 18 and week 19. Yeah. Would you right now sign up for the Bills getting into the playoffs as the seventh seed? Yes. Because once they're in, they're in. That's fine. Just I get agree. In. They're, I, they're on the outside looking in right now. Why? Why not? Just get in. And then you play at the number two, which could be Kansas City. Could be Miami. Oh, okay. Maybe Baltimore. I don't think there's any team in the AFC that they can't beat. Correct. So just get in. And I'll sign up. Just get them in the playoffs. Just seven get seed, in. fine. What's the difference? Yeah. What's the difference? It's seven, six, five right now. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, four would be great because that's a home game. That's division winner. But, mm -hmm. you know, all right. We've taken enough of everybody's time here as they get out and holiday shop. You know what? Good chance. That's what. I'm hoping people did that. Like they listened to us while they were holiday shopping, got in a good mood about the game, spend some more money out there, help out their community to you know spend some money and make somebody's uh, Christmas pretty bright. So no, realistically, they're listening to us in the car, stuck at a red light on Niagara Falls Boulevard, in tons of holiday traffic, wondering why there's so many people out at right now, and they're yelling. They're like, "What are you doing? Move! Get over!" They're like so us. They're, they're procrastinators when it comes to. Christmas shopping, that's why. Yeah, I didn't a lot of a lot of online shopping this year. Ellie is only right. nine months old, so she doesn't I mean, you give her a paper bag and she'd be just as thrilled yes. as a toy that costs hundreds of dollars. So that's our that's our mindset this year. Thanks for listening. Mike Robbie is our producer. Have a great, great Christmas, everyone. We'll talk to you 
after the Bills Chargers game on Saturday night in LA for Matt Bovam, Sal Capaccio. Keep with us, and it's always game day in Buffalo, both here on audio and on the South Sports YouTube channel. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.